You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, how are you? How you doing? It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Of course, the Gordon Damer Show home to Michael K. Show trivia champion Gordon Damer. Oh, do we got stuff on tap lined up for this Thursday edition? Of course, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. I'm on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. The daily poll question will be going up momentarily. We got a lot of stuff to do today. Mookie Betts breaking the bank with his big deal with the Dodgers. Woody Johnson's name in the news, and that's never good. And, uh, of course, we have the Mets getting ready for the season. And only the way they can. But we begin at the beginning. And the beginning is congratulations to you. Congratulations to me. Congratulations to all of us. We have made it. We have done it, people. 267 days since last year's World Series ended. It feels a whole lot longer than that, doesn't it? If I told you it was 500 days, yeah, that seems about right. No, 267 days since the World Series in 2019 ended, but baseball is finally back. And you'd have to say, at least in terms of the team sports, sports has returned. The Yankees are in action tonight. They face off against the World Series chair, the defending World Series champion, Washington Nationals. And sports is returning, and the Yankees are bringing them back. I mean, how fitting is that? What's more perfect than that? Sports returning, and who's bringing them back? The New York Yankees. Well, we hope. The weather is uh, being a real jerk, but much like uh, Alec Baldwin's character in Glen Gary, Glen Ross, uh, I'm going anyway. Are they all here? I'm going anyway. And I'm going anyway because the Yankees and Nationals face off tonight right here at 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Our coverage starts at 7 o'clock right after the Michael K. Show. And look, this season, no way around it, is going to be weird, right? 60 games, the dopey runner at second base, that dopiness, the relief pitchers, that stupid rule. Both of those rules will not cut down the time of games at all. Zero percent. Expanded rosters. So despite all these changes that are going on, one thing does not change. The Yankees enter the season expected to win the World Series. There's no other way around it. They've been close for a while, and despite whatever wackiness there may be this season, that expectation remains in place. Second place for the Yankees is not a set of steak knives. No, it's a massive disappointment, and for good reason. Coming into tonight, you'd have to say this Yankees team is the most talented team they've had probably even before their last World Series team, but certainly since 2009. 2009's team, guys were a little older. You knew that that was going to be, uh, you know, for some of them, the last, uh, the last squeeze at the fruit. But this team is loaded. This team is stacked, starting with, of course, Aaron Judge. Who is Aaron Judge? Well, he is currently the biggest star in New York sports. Don't worry. We're not going to have another poll question today asking you if Aaron Judge is bigger than uh, David Vila of the NYCFC 
our Kaku of the Bull, the Red Bulls, nobody from the Liberty. No. Nope. And it's funny, I keep hearing this topic be brought up on other shows. It's almost like bringing up who's going to win the 2019 World Series. It has already been decided. I, your humble and modest hope host, excuse me, who also happens to be the Michael K. Show trivia champion, Gordon Damer, brought the question to the people. I brought it to you, and the people responded loudly and proudly that by far the biggest – I mean, each day we kept running the poll question. It just He kept growing in, in power and in strength. Aaron Judge just running through people. Like the first day it was like 58%. The next day it was 62%. The next day it's 67%. We keep doing this throughout the season. Eventually, this rate will eventually get to 100%, but we're not going to do that. But the the topic of who the big who gets to decide that? Not some talk show host sitting in his pajamas <laughs> talking into a bunch of cushions. No. The people do. And I, your humble and modest host, brought it to you and you responded. And it would be one thing if it was like one day it was like 52% or 50 No, this is like in the 60s. This is definitive proof. So I don't know what other to say than you're welcome. But it's not just Aaron Judge. The Yankees aren't just a one-man team. They got Glaber Torres, who might be, honestly, the most talented player on the team. Right? I mean, the guy's 23 years old and is already coming off the season he had last year. DJ LeMayhew, hopefully he'll be in the lineup right for the start of the season. Let's hope. Just an incredible first season with the Yankees from start to finish. Even the home run that uh, proved out to be uh, the, the, the home run that we thought it was against the Astros last year in the playoffs. Just an incredible, could not have had a better season than DJ LeMahieu had last year. Gary Sanchez behind the play. And it just goes on and on. Andujar, Hicks, Aaron Hicks being back. I mean, talk about a guy who is just kind of slept on. When Aaron Hicks is healthy, which has not been all that often, and that has been a problem, Aaron Hicks has been an excellent center fielder. And uh, his name might actually get brought up again somewhere along the course of this show today. But Luke Voigt, Sanchez, did I mention him? Sanchez. Even Giancarlo Stanton, I'll throw him in there too. Why not? The lineup is stacked. Doesn't matter if it's 60 games, 162. It could be 500 games. Doesn't matter. It's stacked from top to bottom. And then, of course, this year, what's different? Well, a couple of things are different, but mostly the addition of Garrett Cole. If I told you it was 267 days since they signed Garrett Cole, that would feel about right, right? It feels like a long time ago that they signed Garrett Cole. It feels like a different world. But this was the missing piece, right? What has been the bugaboo for the Yankees over the last couple of years? Well, injuries has been one, and you hope that that is not going to be the case this year as You know, if you're rooting against the Yankees, to me, given the state of New York sports, that's rooting against New York. And I would never do that. I would never root against New York. But if you're rooting against the Yankees, that's what you're doing. But here's the missing piece, right? The the, the Yankees lineup is stacked from, from top to bottom, but that's been the case for a while. The bullpen has been stacked, I mean, forever, right? I mean, the Yankees have always had good bullpen. Even when the Yankees were bad, they always had a couple of guys out of the bullpen, Lee Guterman. Cecilio Guante, I can go on and on. But the missing piece was obviously at the top of the rotation. 
having that ace that you could count on every fifth day. And the Yankees went out and they got that missing piece. Now, they didn't get a bargain, that's for sure. They paid top dollar and then some. But they now have that missing piece. So Garrett Cole set to take the mound tonight. And uh, the Yankees certainly seem like they are primed for a big season. How will it go? Who, who knows? I mean, who could predict that? We don't even know if we'll get a complete season. Never mind who will end up winning. There are other talented teams. The Dodgers are stacked from top to bottom. The fact that it's such a short season and that they might even have expanded play. I mean, the fact that baseball has not come up with a definitive answer on the season starting. Imagine you were in a fantasy league. And the draft has already been held. The season's about to begin. Oh, yeah, you know what? We're going to change all the rules now. Can we get some place for the Blue Jays to play before we decide on expanding the playoffs? I don't know. Might seem important. Of course, if the Blue Jays have no place to play, Yankees 10-0 to start the season. I mean, what a team! But now it's winning time. And much like in Glen Gary, Glenn Ross, the, the motto, always be closing, ABC, well, the Yankees must be winning because nobody is going to give them any excuse. They are expected to win. High expectations, a lot of times, are the ruiner of joy. Win when you're supposed to and, uh, you know, lose and it's the end of the world. The best is when they never see you coming, and that was kind of like 2017 was like that. But when you're the Yankees, it's very rare that that's ever the case. So tonight they begin, and given the time we live in, with so much uncertainty, everywhere you turn, it's nice to have one thing that you can count on. And that thing is the New York Yankees. So we uh, we ran it down, right? Baseball is back tonight. Sports are back tonight. And the Yankees are back tonight. Who better to bring it to you than the New York Yankees? But our poll question for today uh, does not focus on the New York Yankees. It focuses on all the other schlubs in town. So I've I've heard this conversation a lot lately, right? Uh, I think Alan Hahn has been the one that has been uh, first and foremost on it, so give credit to Alan there, about this has been a a down time in, in New York sports, right? It's been, I think, 2009, the last championship won in this town. or No, no, excuse me, the, the Giants won 2011. So... But it's been a while, right? We're, we're, we're 2020. It's not exactly, and it's not exactly like we've had a lot of close calls. Outside of the Yankees, uh, it's about it. I guess the Mets in, in 2015, they had their little blip there and um, ran into the uh, juggernaut Royals uh, and were not able to overcome them. So it's not exactly been a great time for New York sports. But the question today is, who do you blame most for this, this perception at least? or the lackluster current state of New York sports. Which organization do you put, if you only had one to pick, to say, you know what, this is the reason why New York sports is as bad as it is. And uh, we went with the four polls. Look, we could have probably went deeper than that, but we went with four. And the four are what you would probably expect. The Jets, the Knicks, the Giants, or the Mets. Those are the four. So who do you blame most for the, the lackluster current state of New York sports? And uh, you can vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. If I could just run it down for you. Well, what do they always say when you got the, uh, the, the multiple choice tests in school? The Iowa school test. Did anybody still have, did they still have the Iowa school test? Why were we taking all these tests for Iowa? 
I don't understand what Iowa is doing with our information. But, well, there's always two that you can kind of cross off right off the bat, and then there's two that you have to kind of decide between. I would say uh, I would cross off the Giants. Giants have been very, very bad. I mean, they have been an embarrassment here over the last few years. But you have to consider who they're going up against, right? The other teams, they are powerhouses that uh, the Giants just can't compete against. And that's something that comes up lately a lot with the Giants. They just can't compete against this one. They just can't compete against But in this one, it's actually good that they can't compete against them. So I would scratch Giants off the list. I would also scratch the Mets off the list. The Mets don't belong there. Mets at least have had some decent seasons and, again, went to the World Series in 2015. Now, the Mets do have the tendency to Mets things up, right? Like, they don't just, uh, when they fail, they don't just, it's not just the wins and losses thing. There's a perception around the organization because of the Wilpons and the uh, failure to spend representative money of, of what a New York sports team should do. So, uh, but I will give them a little bit of a pass because I do expect them to have a good season. Although yesterday, the uh, news about uh, Marcus Stroman, ooh, that one's going to hurt. That one's going to hurt because that's not a day or a couple of day thing. When you say that the guy is week to week in a season that is basically week to week, right? The season is basically like nine weeks. And when your guy is week to week, there's a good portion of the season he's going to be missing. But I will scratch the Mets off the list. So really, this one comes down to the two powerhouses in town. Is it the Knicks or is it the Jets? Well, I would like to make the case that it's a tough call. I don't think it is. I don't think it is at all. I think that it's clearly the Knicks. The Knicks are the one organization that does not win on the court, embarrasses themselves off the court. Uh, so, And it, it's just one thing after another. It's a continual. Now, this is not to. This is not about projection. This is not about the future. This is not about turning things around. This is about in this moment on July twenty third, living in this town for the last. I don't know how long you've lived here, but for me, it's been my entire life. And over the last two decades, the Jets have had runs. Over the last two decades, the Knicks have not had any run. They've been run out of the building more times than not. And from Phil Jackson to the coaching changes to the owner, from this thing to that thing, off the court stuff, on the court stuff, uh, I think clearly if there was one team to blame, mostly it is the Knicks. Because they are also operating the sport where the if you're able to get one person, the right person to come to your team, you can turn things around fairly quickly and be a factor fairly quickly. You know, that's not the case in the NFL. That's not the case in baseball. There is not one transcendent star. You, you could put Mike Trout on the Mets, and while he's a great player, clearly he's the best player in the sport, I don't know that that necessarily is going to take the Mets from where they are to guaranteed title contender. Same thing with the football. Even as important as the quarterback position is, it certainly helps. It would certainly uh, go a long way to making them at least competitive, which neither the Jets or Giants have been here over the last few years. But I would say if I had one pick, and I think that uh, more people than not will probably end up picking uh, the Knicks in this one and that they'll probably run away with it. Now, I don't know that they'll run away with it to the extent that Aaron Judge 
ran away with things yesterday. And just looking at the poll question yesterday, he ended up with 67% of the vote, up from 63% of the vote the day before, and then up from just under 60% the day before that. So as people, as you, the people, get more time to kind of ruminate about it and think about it and, and bounce it around inside your head, you, the people, have come up with the right answer. So I can just say uh, credit to you. And if there was anything else I could say, I would just say uh, you're welcome. one 800 919 espn one 800 3776 Oh, the Rangers went to the Stanley Cup final in uh, 2015. Didn't count them. <laughs> what a shock. I didn't count them. All right. So look, I, I, didn't, I didn't include them in the poll. I'm not saying that they're an embarrassment, but um, I was talking about championships. That, look, when you live in New York, yeah, it's nice to get to the championship. That's, that's an accomplishment for some teams, more so for some teams than others, right? And that's really the delineation. If your team gets to the title match, right, the Super Bowl, the Cup Final, the World Series, and they get there and lose, and you as a fan still feel like, well, you know what, we made it there, well, then that's a sign that your team is not held in the same regard as some other teams. Like if the Giants go to the Super Bowl based on the Giants' history, and they lose – like they lost to the Ravens. Does, does any Giant fan ever bring up that Super Bowl? Of course not, because they've had actual successes. The Yankees, if they make it to the World Series this year and lose, do you think that most people will be like, wow, you know what? Yeah, they lost, but the Yankees, man, what a season. Of course not. But the Mets make the World Series in 2015 and lose. Well, we made the World Series. They're the last baseball team in town to make the World Series. You lost. You lost in five games. If the Jets made the Super Bowl this year, I mean, talk about get on, dial up FanDuel. I mean, talk about long odds there. But if they were to make the Super Bowl this year or any time in our lifetimes and lose, I think a good portion of that fan base would be satisfied with that for the time being. There would not be, oh my God, they lost. That's a disgrace. No, they'd be happy to be there. There's a, you know, you can criticize me all you want. That's 100% true. All right, 1 800 919 ESPN is the phone number, 1 800 919 3776. A couple of headlines before we get to the phone calls. Uh, Mookie Betts signs his contract. I don't know if he signed it, but he agreed to a contract. I don't, what, what are the actual terms? I hear 13 for 380, 12 for th- 350. It's basically just under $30 million a season for Mookie Betts. And I love the fact that they were able to work out, the Dodgers were able to work out a long-term deal with Mookie Betts. But not probably for the reason that you think. I love it. Because now we can go through the abbreviated baseball season, and I don't have to hear about Red Sox fans talking about how they're going to sign Mookie Betts after the season. Well, we traded him away, but then he's going to be a free agent, and then we're going to bring him back. No, you're not. No, you're not. It's over, people. It's done. He's going to be with the Dodgers for a very, very long time. So I love it that I don't have to hear about Red Sox fans talking about, oh, we'll just sign him after the season. And I also love it because I don't have to hear, or or more importantly, see, any uh, photoshops by Met fans, dreams of Steve Cohen coming in and saving the day with his checkbook, and that his first move is going to be signing Mookie Betts. As for the actual deal, well, I don't really think that this is debatable either. The contract will be a mistake. 13-year deals in, I think, just about any sport are always a mistake. 
It's just a question of when. 13-year contracts are always a bad idea. And the only question is, is it year five that you start to regret it? Or is it year 10? Now, it's not like Mookie Betts uh, broke the bank in any way. It's not like the Dodgers really got a, a lot of, of a, a bargain either. I mean, it is uh, 350, 380, whatever it is. I would always think, as an organization, I would always rather give money than years. Years to me, that locks you in for, I mean, 13 years in, a ba- in terms of baseball, that is forever. And I believe that the contract doesn't kick in until next year. So now you're talking about a 28-year-old player starting his 13-year contract. Now, not the 28 is all that old, but we've seen since baseball has tried to crack down on the PEDs that guys get older a lot faster. And if you go, look, you can find some contracts that don't age as poorly as others, but 13-year contracts are almost always a mistake. That's why I didn't want the Yankees to acquire Giancarlo Stanton when they did. And that was with the thought of down the road. That wasn't even a thought in the, in the, in the now. The Harper contract will become a mistake at some point. So uh, I don't think that the Dodgers did themselves really any favors there. And I would, I mean, I would always prefer to give much more money over a short period of time. And maybe, you know, the Dodgers didn't want to lose Mookie Betts after what they gave up to get him. But uh, to me, that, the, the contract itself, it will be a mistake. It's just when you can, you know, when it's almost like the, the tombstone that has already been filled out except for the, the end date. That's kind of what it is. You, you know it's going to, you know where it's going. It's just a question of when you get there. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go out to uh, Greg is in East Meadow. Greg, what's going on, my man? Good morning, Gordon. Raining. Michael K. Chibito, champion. Yes. Um, Can I ask you a question? Sure. How I've listened to you for the last two years. And by the way, I'm going to preface this by saying I'm of the exact same mindset because I had the same independent thought as you and I still feel the same way. But you opened the show talking about how Garrett Cole is the answer for the Yankees. Was that tongue-in-cheek? Well, I mean, he's the missing piece. He's the one thing that is missing in terms of things that you can control in terms of talent, right? The Yankees weren't going to add anything else to their to their lineup, and it would be very hard for me to see a way that they would add anything else to the bullpen. So what has been the criticism of the Yankees uh, in terms of Brian Cashman over the last several seasons, finding an ace. They don't have the ace to match up with other teams' aces. The Nationals won the World Series because of their starting pitching. So after hearing all that criticism and not being able to land that ace, he went out and landed that ace, and that's one thing that he can control. Okay, so so then you really haven't changed your opinion that. So you're not saying if he was on those two probably Yankee teams that they would have won, right? As you saying, well, is, let's put it this way: the starting pitching was hitting, not the reason why the Yankees stuff. didn't win the last Agreed. couple of years. Agreed. That's why I was wondering about the open of the show, how you could be, you know, saying how you know Garrett Cole is going to put the Yankees over the top and blah blah blah. When they're still going to confront the same the same issues that they have the last couple of years, their hitting is going to be is you know is either going to be what wins it or loses it for them. Their pitching was more than adequate to win the last two years. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. But, I mean, in terms of things that you can control, I don't have a magic wand, and no one does, to improve the situational hitting. And I don't really think, given who they have in that lineup, that that's really a repairable thing. Either they're going to hit in the playoffs or they're not. And uh, 
I mean, I don't see what name that you can take, you know, put in there that's going to change that uh, over, you know, I mean, Judge is there, Stanton's there, Sanchez is there. None of those guys are going anywhere. So there's not really a, a way that you can fix, I don't think, situational hitting when you can't change the people that are doing the situational hitting. The, in terms of talent acquisition, the one criticism that Brian Cashman has gotten time and time and time again was about having a starting pitcher. The owner came out and said that we have to improve the starting pitching, and he went out and he got the deal done for a guy that, by all accounts, I don't think the Yankees have ever signed someone of that ilk uh, to that level. That's a guy who is coming in. And look, his contract... His contract, too, at some point will probably be a mistake. But if the Yankees go out and win a World Series, even in this shortened year, I don't think anybody's going to complain. Agreed. All right, Glenn, I just was checking to see if you changed your uh, mind. No, no, look, I mean, if there was some way, if there was some way that you told me you could go out and and change the the results of of, uh, the the lineup. No, that that is that is absolutely true in terms of the, the pitching. Uh, it, it could always be improved, right? And if you were to say that there is a weak spot of the team, and Greg, thanks for the call, that would be it, right? I mean, mainly because the other two areas are so strong. I mean, where are you going to squeeze in another hitter? And as much as I love DJ LeMahieu, I mean, that's the. I mean, you did that because now you don't have um, you don't have Didi, and it's it's a trade I would make. Who would you rather have, Didi or uh, DJ LeMahieu? I'd rather have DJ LeMahieu. But there's there's only so many spots in the lineup. There's not the American League's not getting an extra DH. I would love it if they could. I'd love to get that advantage back over the National League, but that's not going to be the case. So hey, look, if you could fix the situational hitting, I, I, that would be great. But the the idea that the Yankees are too reliant on the home run and all this type of stuff, uh, I don't I don't believe that either. I think it's just about performance in that moment. And I know that they have not been able to get over the top here over the last couple of years, but they've been right there. And they have ended up losing a lot of times to the team that went on and win. So uh, they're right there. It's just about performance in the moment. And uh, if they could improve the situational hitting, that would, be, that would be the number one thing. I just don't think it's as easy as going out and signing somebody like they did with Garrett Cole. One. Kepler lines that in the air to left center. Hicks on the run. Dives and he made the catch. He made the play. Oh my goodness, what a catch from Aaron Hicks to end it. 14 12 the final on a sensational leaping, lunging grab and a fitting finish to an unforgettable night. Oh, what a call by Ryan Rucco one year ago today. That was the game. Yankees beat the Twins 14-12. Didi had a monster night. The Yankee bullpen blew a couple of leads late, almost blew another one late, but the Yankees were able to hold on and get the win. That was one year. Doesn't that feel like it was five years ago at this point? But that was just one year ago. Our moment of inspiration for this uh, July 23rd and and in case you're just joining us, the Yankees sports returns tonight. And who better to bring it to you than, I mean, you'd have to say at this point they're America's team, right? I mean, they're the winningest team. They're the Yankees. They're the New York Yankees. So they're back tonight. Hopefully the weather cooperates and we'll have the game here 
on 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Did I already read the promo once? I think so. Let's do it again because I forgot it all together yesterday. Hey, MLB returns tonight. And your Bronx Bombers kick things off 7 p.m. Our own Chris Carlin invites you to join a live pregame discussion just before the teams take the field. He'll discuss the long-awaited return of baseball the upcoming season and even take questions from you. So get to your couch 15 minutes early. I would say just get to the couch, and that's just what you do. And then 15 minutes before the game, join Chris Carlin tonight at 6.45 p.m. on Instagram Live at 987FM underscore ESPN New York. Boy, I nailed it. Look at that, huh? It's all brought to you by 98.7 ESPN. All right, so uh, the poll question, which is up for today, And uh, you know what? I've actually gotten some uh, intriguing answers on this because there's a lot of different ways you can go. Now, the question is, right, the Yankees return tonight. They got the best chance at winning a championship anytime soon. But this has not exactly been a premier time for New York sports, right? You see all these other cities experience championship after championship, and that has not exactly been the case. It's not like we've had a lot of close calls here uh, lately. Yeah, every once in a while. I mean, the Giants won a title in the last uh, 10 years or so. Um, The Rangers have been to a cup final in the last... Mets have been to a World Series in the last 10 years. But it has been kind of a a dark time for New York sports. So our question today is, who do you blame the most? If you had a poll and you had a draft and the first pick was going to get the most amount of blame, who would you go with? Well... We gave you the four horsemen of the apocalypse, the New York sports apocalypse, the Jets, the Knicks, the Giants, and the Mets, and actually gotten some interesting response. Jackson Thompson says the Giants are supposed to uphold a standard just as important as the Yankees, and their ineptitude has darkened the entire New York sports sphere because they are supposed to be a shining example. Other teams on this list hold no such standard. Their failure is to be expected. So that is an excellent point by Jackson Thompson because I crossed the Giants right off the list. Amazing. And if you were to say, out of those teams, do the Giants matter? Is there Are they the number one team in their sport in this town? Absolutely the Giants are. And they do have a standard of excellence. Not, le- not recently, not under a current uh, regime, when they have won, uh, what is it, 12 games over the last three years? So that is a fair point. So if you want to vote Giants, right, they do have an expectation. And the Giants are the one team on that list. If they were to get to the Super Bowl for them and lose, that would not be, well, it might be seen as a slight success because the last three years have been so dismal. But in the history of the organization, fans themselves wouldn't be, when they talk about the glory years of their team, a Super Bowl loss would not be anything to uh, write home about. Not for the Giants. They have a standard of winning. The other three teams don't. So you really could go any of the three. I would say, and I think most people will say, it will be the Knicks. And really the only question is, will the Knicks top the uh, very impressive performance of Aaron Judge, who uh, proved again yesterday that when it comes to the biggest sports star in this town, who decides that? Not some executive someplace. Not some pin, pinhead uh, sports talk show host who hosts a one-hour show. The best one-hour show on this entire station. But no, it would be the people. It's the, the, the fans. They are the ones who get to decide that. And you 
have overwhelmingly decided that it's Aaron Judge. So that has been decided. But in terms of the poll question today, we'll see if the uh, the Knicks can top that. I think it was 67% is what um, Aaron Judge was able to do yesterday. All right, so the Woody Johnson stuff. Woody Johnson, Jets owner, under investigation by a State Department watchdog following allegations he made racist and sexist comments while serving as an ambassador to the United Kingdom and also sought to have uh, the British Open Championship played at a golf resort owned by uh, the president, Donald Trump. Uh, Among the allegations that Johnson made racist comments about black men and questioned the purpose of Black History Month. Well, look, I mean, here's the thing. I have no idea what Woody Johnson said or didn't say. I heard Bart Scott yesterday saying that that's not the Woody Johnson he knows. But again, the the fact is that we don't know. We'll see what this investigation brings about. And the fact that it's not an NFL investigation at least leads me to have some hope, some level of hope that they will actually get to the bottom of it. Like if this was an NFL investigation, uh, I would not have much hope at all. But I, I do think that it's important to keep in mind, and it doesn't feel like this is the case anymore. Accusations are accusations. They are not to be brushed aside, certainly not with the topics like uh, the ones that are being brought up here, but they are not proof in and of themselves. So let's let the the investigation take place and we'll see what the results are. I don't know when it's going to be up, but we'll see what the results are. The one thing, and I always like to try and keep it on the sports part of it, not necessarily the political aspects of it or all the other things. The idea that I saw yesterday that this issue is going to be the one that gets Woody Johnson to sell the team, I think is laughable, at least at this stage. If there does turn out to be proof, direct evidence, you hear Woody Johnson on tape. And look, the way the article made it seem, it was like Woody Johnson couldn't go two seconds without saying something sexist or racist. He's a, he's a you know, uh, a high-level member, you know, he's, what's the title again? He's the uh, ambassador to England? Yes. Or the United Kingdom? So, I mean, he's giving speeches, he's making comments. In this day and age, if this is the type of thing that was happening time and time and time again, which it certainly seems like, at least according to the article, I would think that there would be some tape of him saying some of these things, right? Like he's saying to the audience at one point, oh, the the women today aren't as as attractive as the women yesterday. I would think that it would be pretty easy to prove that. But I have no idea what Woody Johnson said or didn't say. But at this stage right now, people hopping on their Twitter accounts with uh, no names and and 35 numbers after their name or whatever tag handle uh, is going to uh, be the the one that they go with. I think that anybody who's tweeting out that or saying that, well, this is what's going to get uh, Woody Johnson to uh, sell the team because, look, I mean, his, his tenure owning the team has not exactly been banner years for the New York Jets. Did you miss the Daniel Snyder story? I get that it happened a long time ago, like last week, but there's no real evidence that Daniel Snyder is going to be forced to sell the team. So unless there is some direct evidence, like happened uh, with the Clippers and Donald Sterling, of him being on audio tape saying the things that he said, or that there's people putting their name on it, like uh, happened with uh, the uh, Carolina Panthers, I would say the one way that would get, if you are someone who wants to see Woody Johnson sell the Jets, uh, have it affect 
the NFL's money. That has been proven time and time again. If you want things to happen in the NFL, the only way they happen is not with investigations or accusations. It's when the money gets messed with. I mean, the, I'm pretty sure the last Seahawks owner before uh, Paul Allen, he was forced to sell the team. Was it accusations? Was it investing? No. It was because he was trying to move the team to L.A. without going through the proper channels. So uh, that's why he was forced to team, uh, forced to sell the team. So uh, I get the Jet fans don't like Woody. He's not been a great owner, but you you got a long way uh, before you think you're going to get get rid of him. And uh, Jamal Adams coming out and tweeting what he tweeted yesterday, he has the right to say whatever he wants. I mean, boy, he really stays on brand, doesn't he? He wants off this team in any ways. So what I can criticize the owner? Fantastic. Anything and everything to get off the team. It's, uh, it's funny to me that uh, Jamal Adams, he wants off the Jets so bad because of an accusation against uh, Woody Johnson. He wants to go play for the Cowboys and Jerry Jones, who has been obviously very, very quiet. A guy who has never met a microphone he didn't love. But now with the uh, tone in the country and things going on in the country, and again, I'm not going to get into all the different angles of it, uh, all of a sudden, Jerry Jones... Nowhere to be found. I think that he's uh, back on that spaceship that he conducted the Cowboys draft on, and uh, he has flown to another galaxy while this has all been going on. It's possible. The big news, the big story, the big development is congratulations to you, congratulations to me, because we have done it. You haven't been able to do it since March, but sports really are. I know the golf has been there. I know there's been UFC events. We've kind of found ways to to pass our time in the meantime. But tonight is the night. Today is the day where sports really returns. And it's no coincidence. It's the day the New York Yankees return, right? We'll have the game here on 98.7 FM, Yankees and Nationals. And as we open the show, it's pretty obvious, right? This season, this baseball season is going to be weird. No fans in the stands is weird. Piped-in crowd noise is weird. Only 60 games is weird. All the dopey rule changes that they've made that are not going to improve the timing of the game at all. Expanded rosters. One thing does not change, and that is that the Yankees are expected to win the World Series. And their pursuit begins tonight. And there's a good reason why there is that expectation, because the Yankees, as I said earlier... Most talented team they have had probably since the 2009 team. You might be even able to go even back further. And it all starts, of course, with the current king, the biggest star in New York sports, which is Aaron Judge. We brought, we brought that question to the people, and the people answered it loudly and proudly that he is your, he's the biggest star in town right now. No question about it. No, it's not like the poll question was nip and tuck. It was a runaway each day, and Aaron Judge was only getting stronger as the, as the week went along. Now, we didn't do another one today. That's a different poll question today, and we'll get to that in a sec. But, yeah, the Yankees, uh, Glaber Torres, maybe the most talented player on the team. DJ LeMayhew coming off just an incredible first season as a Yankee. And the names, you know them. They all go on and on and on. The lineup is stacked, and now they have Garrett Cole. And in terms of talent, in terms of what you can control, that was the missing piece. How many conversations have been had on this station 
over the last two, three, four years. The Yankees have to get an ace. The Yankees don't have an ace. They need that guy. Is Luis Severino that ace? James Paxton, can he be that ace? That was the missing piece that the Yankees have not had. Certainly wasn't a missing piece in the lineup. The lineup is stacked. There's not a missing piece in the bullpen. There's not much changes you're going to have there. So the missing piece was they had to get that ace, and they went out and did it. Now, they didn't get a bargain. They paid full price, probably paid a little over full price, but they got the job done. And you have to give them credit for that. When, when the time came, they were willing to pay the price. And Garrett Cole will be on the mound tonight, assuming that the game has not rained out. But, I mean, tonight, sports begins. And given the time that we live in, there's so much uncertainty. Every single place you turn, we have one thing to count on, and that is the New York Yankees. So the Yankees are there. You can certainly get it on that at 1-800-919-ESPN. The uh, poll question today is on the other side of that, right? The Yankees are on one end of the spectrum. And if you had to say who has the best chance of winning a championship in this town anytime soon, I mean, it would be a blow. That might be a 90 percenter. It's clearly the Yankees. So we went on the other side of it, the conversation, which has been bantied about, you know, how this is a downtime for New York sports. Who do you blame most for that? The current uh, lackluster state of New York sports. And we gave you the four horsemen of the sports apocalypse, at least in terms of this town, the Jets, the Knicks, the Giants, and the Mets. And uh, something that does not get said very often, the Knicks are blowing out the field. Yes, the Knicks are running away with it right now at uh, 70% of the vote. And again, this is I, before I know that this is going to happen at some point while the poll question's up. Well, you know what? The future's very bright. You know, they got R.J. Barrett. They're going to be bringing in the coach, assuming they uh, finally stop uh, interviewing people seven and eight times. It's, the, the, the things are going to turn around. And look, they might. They very well might. I don't know. We'll see. I don't have as much. I don't have as, as many high hopes as Nick fans do, mainly because nobody could possibly have high, as high hopes as, as Nick fans do. So maybe do things to turn around, but that's not what we're asking you right now. We're asking you not about the future, but the current state and the past. And you know, somebody brought up uh, one of the answers, uh, one of the responses. Well, you know, the Knicks had some 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 runs in the '90s. The '90s are a long time ago now. I know I'm old, and when I see things like, well, it hasn't happened since 1995. Oh, 95, that's not, oh, it is actually a long time ago. So you can vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. The Michael K. Show is going to be jam-packed today. You heard uh, maybe the promo there that Don uh, read you. Among their guests today, Alex Rodriguez, Keyshawn Johnson, Mark Teixeira. That's all well and good, but we have Spike in Jersey. Spike, what's going on, my friend? What a nice compliment, and uh, I will answer your poll question live. Uh, the obvious questions are the Yankees on the Knicks on either side of it, but I think on the bottom, the Knicks are just so far in the crypt, it doesn't matter. I would say the Mets, very disappointing, because I'm, I'm a believer I'd rather lose easy, you know, 17 and whatever the hell it is, 65. The Mets got close, and the pitching and the talk about the Mets' great pitching staffs, more than one time this is happy. Yankees are obvious, and I think uh, the Mets are my choice because they just tease you. They really had some good teams and some good opportunities, and now look what happens to them. This guy Stroman, look, I wish him well, but he's a slightly built guy, and why does it have to happen the day before the season opens? (laughs) It is amazing, right? You thought that they had gotten their their injury out of the way when the the news about Syndergaard came down back in the original spring training, and now to see that uh, Stroman, and that is a huge, huge Huge. loss. You know, for them to say he's week to week means – 
that if you have him for even half the season, that would kind of be a surprise. Well, the last thing, thanks for the time. Have a great day. Enjoy the game tonight. The last thing with Strowman is he's on his walk here. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm sure he wants to get back and cash in and everything else. And, uh, no, that's a big, big loss. And, and Spike, uh, I I mentioned it during the week that I do have uh, expectations for the Mets, and uh, I I still do. I think they can still compete in that NL East. Not enough pitching. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be an issue. Uh, Look, it's 60 games, and in a baseball season every single year, and, Spike, thanks for the call, there, there are guys who come up and surprise you, and you had no expectations about that guy, really, right? Like uh, the the was it David Peterson is a, the 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 twenty seventeen first round pick. You know, I think Met fans hope that he can be an answer, and it's not that they have a whole lot of other answers in that rotation. So you really hope that he's going to be. But going into the year, every team gets a guy pretty much if you have a, a representative season where some guy comes out of nowhere and you had no expectations that it turned. Perfect example, DJ LeMahieu going into last year. Did anybody expect that? No. He had an amazing first year as a Yankee, and I'm sure that there'll be guys this year for the Yankees that maybe you're not counting on right now, and all of a sudden he's going to be a big star. Other teams will have that as well, so the Mets are going to have to have somebody step up, but the Stroman injury is a big, big loss. No question about it, and the fact that they're saying he's week to week Certainly not a good sign. All right, you know what is a good sign? We're done. That's it. All for us for today. We'll be back tomorrow starting at 5 o'clock. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Gordon Damer. Vote on the poll question. We'll see you tomorrow at 5, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.